Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 34 of Ronnie's Reflections. I am Ronnie. You're down there. I gotta remember that. Messing around with the webcam. If you're listening to this, thank you so much for listening to it. Thank you so much for watching it. It is currently June 26th, 2022, uh, 2.55 p.m. afternoon. Recording this a little bit later in the day. And uh, yeah, I've had a great week and I'm excited to share some stuff and things that I got into this week. First of which is, we always talk about listener feedback. We had quite a few comments from last week's question of the week, which was, what is the strangest thing that I believed as a child, or you, for that matter? Kelly Daniels said that at some point we all believed that a lady with wings and fairy dust broke into our house, snuck into your bedroom just to steal the bones of little children hidden underneath pillows. That's true, I never thought of it that way, and whenever you put it that way, steal the bones of little children, because at first I was like, well... She didn't steal the bones. She stole her teeth, but teeth are bones. So that is very creepy. There's a movie that I watched that really freaked me out a number of years back that was uh, like modern horror retelling of the Tooth Fairy. I don't remember what it was called. I don't even want to recommend it because nobody should watch it because it was scary as hell. <laughs> so don't. Uh, but yeah, thank you for your comment, Kelly. Slippery Brick said, As a little kid, I was heavily influenced by Chinese media at home by my parents which includes TV, music, and radio. A majority of them are based in Hong Kong, so at a certain point I believed I was living in Hong Kong instead of the States. Out of the blue one day I was outside and things looked different to me compared to what I saw on TV. So I said it out loud and my grandma immediately replied, This is America! I went, Oh! (laughs) Thanks mom and dad for giving me that false illusion. I get like different vibes of... um, uh, dang it, what's that Amazon show where, uh, like, the Nazis won World War Two? Yeah, that show. I get vibes like that where it's like an alternate reality. Like, what if, what if Andy woke up and this was, this was Hong Kong? Like, what if? That would be crazy. Or, um, Lost. I get kind of Lost vibes from that, if you've ever seen that show. Fantastic show. But, uh, yeah. My mind kind of went spinning as I I read through that comment and started thinking through, like, what is what is life and what are we all doing here and what's going on, and that flows very very well into our next comment, which came from Michael A. Okay, this is going to be a weird one. When I was a kid, I believe we were all living in someone else's dream world, and if that person woke up, we would no longer exist. Maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. I've. Uh, <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Nobody knows. It'd be interesting to find out at some point one day, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, what we find out is good news. You know, uh, that would be weird if somebody just woke up, and then poof, we no longer existed. Or what if there was just nothing, and one day we just went to sleep, and we never woke up, and that was it. No uh, no consciousness, no nothing. Hopefully there's more than that. We'll, fi- we'll find out one day. <laughs> one way or another, we're all kind of on that same ground. The last comment comes from Dr. Green. Here's a weird one for you. I love that all of these were weird, or that you guys think that they're weird. I, I love them. I, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I kind of dig weirdness. Because I'm, I'm a pretty weird dude myself. Anyway, Dr. Green said, As a kid, I used to claim to believe that people were reincarnated as birds when they died. 
I was a pretty strong atheist from a young age, so I don't think I ever genuinely believed that. I think it was more my immature self wanting to have an outlandish religious belief. Or maybe it was just your young self trying to make sense of where we're at in the world, why we're here, what it all means, and what we're going to do after we're dead. Being reincarnated as a bird. I could think of worse outcomes, for sure. Like uh, being reincarnated as uh, something that gets eaten by a spider. That would probably suck pretty bad. You know, get stuck in a web and get uh, get bitten, paralyzed, and... Uh, like while you're still alive, having your insides eaten. That probably wouldn't be too great. You'd have the gift of flight as a bird. You would definitely have plenty of predators out there, and your lifespan probably wouldn't be super long, unless you were like an eagle or, or some other bird of prey like that, a falcon, a hawk. That would be pretty baller. But still, um, I don't know. We've got it pretty good because we don't have to worry about food uh, or shelter or something eating us randomly. So, like, what if, like, the more I think about this, the more it just makes my head spin and ask the what if question. What if whenever we got to the end of our life, we reincarnated as something, but we went to, like, the bottom of the food chain? And then we just worked our way up. So, like, we got reincarnated and we were bacteria or something like that. And then eventually we wound up as an ant. And then eventually we wound up as a bird. And then we were a whale or a dolphin and then a lion, and then a human. And then whenever you're done being a human, and you think about all of these things of, of, of like having consciousness, and then you die, and you start over again as bacteria. <laughs> it's crazy! It's crazy out there, I tell you. I'm sounding like a, a truly crazy person, and I'm okay with that. Uh, yeah, so question of the week this week. Let's just go ahead and, and transition into that. How did I learn my most important lesson in life? Well, obviously, I would say that I learned it by living, right? Um, but what are my most important lessons in life? And I really didn't do any prep work on this. I didn't sit down and think about, well, like, what am I going to talk about? So this is just all kind of off the cuff. Um, I think... Probably one of the most important lessons in my life is uh, how beautiful being a parent is and how how awesome of a responsibility that is and how much fun it is and uh, how much I enjoy it. Um, one of the things that I was going to talk about last week was like the idea and the potential of having multiple children and how like in some ways I wish that I would have started having kids a lot younger because Beckett was... Oh, I was like 32, I think, 33, whenever he was born. I just turned 38, so I was probably 32. Um, and that's pretty late to start. Like, I've got people that I graduated high school with that has, like, there was a girl in my high school class that was pregnant as a senior, and her son is now a senior in high school. <laughs> that's wild. Whereas, you know, I've got I've got a six-year-old. So a little bit, little bit different trajectories there in life. But what would my of life have been like if I would have had started having kids at a young age? That would have been weird. Like I dated a girl in, uh, I started dating her in eighth grade. We were together all through high school. We got engaged. She cheated on me with my best friend, and we wound up breaking up. And if I would have stayed with her, I'm quite certain that I would have wound up a manager at Walmart because that's kind of the trajectory I was on. I wasn't going to move anywhere. I wasn't going to go to college, but we broke up, and then I wound up going to college, wound up meeting Emily, 
wind up moving to Kansas, wind up having Beckett. The rest is history, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess the how did I learn my most important life lesson is just by just by living um, and by doing things by accident, I guess. Like you can have all the plans in the world, which I have lots of plans and schemes and resolutions, which I'm going to talk about a little bit later. We're going to revisit my resolutions for 2022 since we're like halfway through now. Uh, but sometimes life just has a way of smacking you in the face. And I think that it's all about, um, you know, having an open mind, having an open perspective, uh, not letting yourself get too down. Cause I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been down in life for sure. You know, like, uh, feeling like your life is on track and you're on this trajectory to do all these things and you have a kid and you get married and you're happy and then all of that kind of like takes a big time left turn uh yeah depression i went through that i went through that but um you know now that i'm on the other side of that and i've got so many awesome things in my life to be happy for to be thankful for uh you know like i never thought about suicide or anything like that like that never never crossed my mind but I can understand how somebody could get in a headspace and they could think that that's like the best way out so I think the the best important most important lesson in life coming from somebody that has had a little bit of trauma like I know that I haven't had as much as what other people have had for sure but I've had a little bit um, and now that I'm on the other side of it I think the most important lesson that I could impart to anyone that at least that's happened to me is to just just keep going just keep going because um, it could always it can always get better. It could always get worse. Um, just take those punches, take those haymakers, and, and just keep moving on because you never know. Uh, like I talked, I think last week, when it's going to be when your time's going to be up. Uh, lots of things that can kill you <laughs> very suddenly, and all of a sudden you wind up as a, a dirt eating worm again at the bottom of the food chain. You got to restart that whole adventure. So yeah, I learned my most most important lesson in life by living living through some stuff. And I think that, you know, like I say this a lot to uh, teachers whenever I do training with them, I think that the most amount of growth that anybody can experience is whenever they're put in a situation, whenever they're just a little bit uncomfortable. And the more uncomfortable you can be, I think the more that you can learn and teach yourself because it's really easy uh, and natural, I think, for humans to gravitate towards and to seek out comfort and to put themselves in situations where they're comfortable but whenever I am in a situation that's not uh, native to me, that's not like my happy place, you know, like being in my alone palace, uh, a lot of times I find myself uncomfortable. But then on the other side of that, I think, well, that was a lot of fun. I'm glad that I did that. I'm glad that I had that experience. And there's a couple of things that have happened in that way in my life where, like, here's an example. Uh, I don't think I've told this story before. Maybe I have, but if I haven't, great. We were on a, uh, a trip, a school trip. We were going to an education conference in Arizona, and it was a 19-hour drive. So we were driving it. Uh, we were going to make a two-day drive out of it. We got to New Mexico, and then we started seeing these signs for the Blue Hole. This place, this place called the Blue Hole. Stop at the Blue Hole. Uh, 100-foot lagoon, natural lagoon. Uh, you can go diving there and stuff like that. So we were like, eh, we're kind of tired. Like, that'd be kind of cool to, to stop and see that. Uh, really beautiful place. Um, I think it was, it was either Arizona or New Mexico. I can't remember where this was at. Um, but we stopped. It was very hot. 
and uh, we came upon the Blue Lagoon, and it's a it's just as the sign said, it's a hundred foot down natural spring that's spring fed, and then like down at the bottom, uh, you can squeeze into the cracks, I guess, and go cave diving. I think that they've uh, they've outlawed that. Like in general, you can still sign up for it if you've taken a class and and uh, have a death wish. <laughs> you can go down there and you can go cave diving. But they they had like these natural rock formations all around this spring, and so the spring is just like a hundred feet down. It's deep, and it's cold, and it's a beautiful blue. Um, and so we were there with students. We had some high school students. We had probably ten staff members, including principals superintendent, uh, myself. And, uh, I just had a moment where I was like, you know what? I'm probably never going to be here again. I'm going to jump off of this cliff into this spring. Why not like have the experience? And I did. And it wasn't like a huge jump or drop. It was maybe, you know, like 20, 30 feet. Uh, but it was still scary. Like the adrenaline was going. I did it. Uh, there's people everywhere. I'm really glad that I did, and uh, it wasn't, like, we had barely made it back to the car, and my buddy, who's also a principal, uh, said, man, I really regret not doing that. Like, that's an experience that I should have I should have done, and I think I will always remember that, like, the time that I took a risk, where I made myself a little bit uncomfortable, where I did something out of the normal. That's something that I'll always remember in life, and I think that it's important uh, for, for me and for everybody probably to kind of chase that stuff and to break up the monotony. Cause you only get, as far as we know, we only get one shot at, uh, at life here on earth. Uh, so we might as well make the most of it. So how did I learn my most important lesson in life by jumping off of a cliff <laughs> into the cold blue depths and surviving it? Just living, man. And, uh, you know, taking it all in, putting one foot in front of the other. Get out there and do it. So, how did you guys learn your most important lesson in life? Let me know in the comments. Stuff I watched this week. Succession. I've got two more episodes left in season three, and then I'll be done with the whole show. I don't remember where I left off uh, last week. I was pretty excited about it. I want to say that I only watched maybe a couple of episodes. Maybe? No, I finished maybe season one. But anyway, so like since then, I've watched 10 or 15 episodes more of it. And I'm almost all the way caught up with the show because I've only got through season three on HBO. Super good show. I I really enjoy it. It's gotten a little bit long in the teeth, tooth, teeth, tooth. It's gotten really long in the tooth in some ways. Um, I've definitely formed specific opinions about characters that I do like, Tom, and characters that I don't like, Kendall and Shiv. <laughs> really don't like Shiv. She's a not a nice person. Um... But then the other son, um, oh God, it's played by Kieran Culkin, which is Macaulay Culkin's brother. He's really good in it. Really good in it. I like him a lot. Um, I would recommend Succession. Not not a show to watch with the kids. I'm interested to see how they wrap up season three and see where they go from here. Because what I was reading about it is that they took a really different turn in season three. But to me, it's just kind of more of the same. So, I. I don't know. Maybe they'll surprise me with how they uh, wrap it up. So I'll report back next week. Uh, the other thing that I watched this week was Alone. We continued down, down that track. The only thing that I wanted to comment about on Alone this week is, um, like, how scary it would be to be out 
somewhere by yourself. And one of the survivors went home this week because they got some kind of gut parasite. And they were just in absolute agony and pain, dry heaving. Uh, I think they fought it for like two or three days. And then eventually they called in the medics and uh, they went home. But how scary would that be? I mean, it's it's bad enough. Um, like for me, whenever I get sick, at least before like Kelly was really around in my life, like I would I would be alone. <laughs> like Emily was gone, the ex-wife was gone. If I was sick and I didn't feel good, that was that was like scary. And like I live in a town, and I'm not that far away from medical personnel. But how scary would it be to be alone out in the wilderness? Like yeah, they've got a phone and they can get people to them, but it takes like a couple of hours for the team to get to them. So if like they were in serious trouble, they could die. They could potentially die. So yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to mention that if you're not watching alone and you're into survival stuff at all, I'd highly recommend it. I love the idea of being able to go out in the wilderness and trying to see how long I could survive, but it also just terrifies the hell out of me. (laughs) Like just running into some kind of predator, uh, no thank you, even though like humans are definitely the most dangerous predators out there. But uh, but still, these dudes are like killing beavers and grouse and shooting squirrels in the head with bows and arrows. Uh, I don't even go camping. And I'm like, I think I could go out there and I could survive for maybe a day. No, like the first hint of a bear, I'd be like, all right, uh, I'm scared. Uh, get me out of here. I'm done. Alone. It's a good show. Uh, Obi-Wan, we finished that one up. I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 stars. That's a good. Um, the problem that I have overall with Obi-Wan and things like, I guess to a lesser extent, Rogue One, uh, I like that it fills in the gaps a little bit of uh, like what happened between Episode 3 and Episode 4 for Obi-Wan. But the problem with it is that whenever there's a big fight, like, whenever the main character fights another main character. You know what I'm talking about if you've watched Obi-Wan. You know that there's really no weight to that fight. And what I mean by weight, like, not W-A-I-T, W-E-I-G-H-T. There's no weight to it because you know that those two characters are alive in Episode Four, So you know that nobody's going to die, right? Whenever they, uh, whenever they had, the, like, the big, I would say, the height, the height moment, whenever... Spoiler, whatever. Darth Vader gets his helmet cut open, right? And that was cool. That was pretty neat. And inside of that helmet, you could very clearly see Anakin Skywalker. Very much looking like Darth Vader because he's all scarred up. But that was really cool to get a peek inside of the helmet. uh, Hayden Christensen's portrayal of Darth Vader. That was neat. I liked that. I enjoyed that. But ultimately, you know, like we knew that Obi-Wan wasn't going to run him through. He wasn't going to kill him. He wasn't going to cut his head off. He should have, probably, you know, but he just couldn't. And we knew that he wasn't going to. And that's that's kind of the, the bummer part of them rehashing these Star Wars stories that we know way too well at this point. Uh, apparently, Taika Waititi, however you say his name, dude that directed uh, the Thor movies, Love and Thunder, Ragnarok, He's doing the next Star Wars movie, and it's a completely new tale. And he's like even commented, "We got to get away from the Skywalkers. We got to do something different. Like it's a whole big universe out there. There's more than just the Skywalkers as a tale to tell." And I'm excited about that. I love the Thor movies that Taika did. I love what we do in the shadows. The humor that he brings into that. Uh, so I'm hyped on that. Hopefully that'll be good. 
but hopefully it'll just bring you know like a different perspective and, and something fresh to the Star Wars universe because I think that there's they're sorely lacking that currently they're so afraid to get away from the Skywalkers I mean you watch Boba Fett and they're like ooh Skywalker references ah and it's cool it's cool whenever Luke shows up in Boba Fett don't get me wrong I like that but also it's a big universe out there and there's plenty of other Jedi and tales to tell so hopefully they will tell them so enough on that let's talk about the games that I played this week Ghost of Tsushima I indicated last week that I invested in PlayStation Plus 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 the highest tier of PlayStation Plus now that they've got their uh, Game Pass competitor out there and in the wild and I don't regret my purchase in fact I think it was an awesome purchase just for Ghost of Tsushima because I got access to that game I've got about 10 hours into it at this point uh, I have uh, <laughs> I've reduced the difficulty down to easy. I was getting my ass kicked, and uh, like they don't restart you very far back, but I just couldn't pass this one part. I was stuck in it, and my reflexes are just not what they used to be, and that game does require uh, a good amount of reflexes because uh, you have to time it just right to parry attacks and then to uh, to beat the guys that are fighting you. Because you're usually fighting, you know, like five to ten enemies at any given time. So you've got to be very precise like a samurai is. So I reduced the difficulty and now I'm just a, a lean, mean, killing machine. Uh, I can go into a camp and just destroy everyone. So I wish there was maybe, maybe I'll wind up pushing the difficulty back up because I've leveled my character up now to the point where I've got more weapons at my disposal and he's just stronger and his blade is sharper like you can level up your blade and sharpen it up so that you kill people faster it literally says that it says sharpen your blade to kill people faster okay great I will <laughs> I did but I like that game it's it continues to just I pause it and take screenshots and it's it's one of those kinds of games um, I think I'm gonna complete it I have only completed chapter one at this point, and I want to say there's like five or six chapters. So 40, 50, 60 hours? I don't know if I'll go that long into it, uh, but I am still enjoying it, and I would definitely like to continue playing it. I played a little bit of uh, Arceus uh, yesterday while Dad was here, um, just to kind of like have something on the Switch to play. Uh, but I don't know. I was going to restart the game and do like a, a different starter, but it won't let you do that. Your options on Arceus are to continue playing the game that you've got on there, the save file, or you can delete the save file and start over that way. You get one save file. That kind of sucks. It's like, but there's three starters. I want to try out the different starters, but I also don't want to lose access to all of the stuff that I've earned after putting like 40 hours into the game. So that's kind of goofy, but that's really the only game I played this week. And then uh, stuff I listened to, I've got two tracks to share on that front again. They weren't two tracks that I listened to this week necessarily, but one related to the one that I listened to this week. So the one that I actually listened to for the first time this week is a track called Into the Earth by Lorna Shore. Uh, let me preface this by saying that this is what is known as deathcore. So it's uh, heavy metal music with lots of screaming. I've always liked that kind of music, um, dating back to uh, like Korn, I think was maybe the first heavy metal music that I got into, uh, was really into Slipknot in high school, and I've always just liked uh, heavier music every now and then. So uh, Into the Earth by Lorna Shore, this is the band that did, um, um, why do I go blank every time that the microphone is in front of me and recording the audio? 
Lorna Shore, they are most known for To the Hellfire, the song that starts like this. Well, um, and he sounds like a pig whenever he's screaming. It's pretty pretty insane. I enjoy it. That's a good song. Um, they've put out quite a few songs to this point. Sun Eater is one of their other recent ones, and I thought that one was really good. This End of the Earth one, I've only listened to it a handful of times, and I think that it's it's not on the same level as End of the Hellfire and uh, some of the other ones that they've done. But it's still good. Still very heavy. Very heavy. Other song that I listen to that I'm very hyped on is Anna by Darko US, another deathcore band. So again, proceed with caution if you don't like the uh, sc- screams and the crazy heavy guitar and stuff like that. I enjoy that stuff every now and then. Uh, but Anna, A-N-A, is, is uh, like how you say that word, I guess. And uh, the first 15 seconds of that song, whoo, or no, the first, the 15 seconds to the 30 seconds is is pretty crazy. Let's see if I can play it. You guys probably won't be able to hear it very good, but I'm going to play it. So here we go. I just love that uh, that crunchy guitar that uh, that does things to me. <laughs> Makes the head go up and down. Anna by Darko US. Um, if you don't know about Darko US, the singer, his name is Tom Barber, and he does a lot of side projects, one of which is Darko US. His main gig these days is Chelsea Grin. He was also in Lorna Shore, uh, Small World, before their current vocalist, Will Ramos. And before the other guy, C.J. McCreary. So, yeah, heavy music. Uh, my ex-wife used to call it rage music. I'd go down to the basement and listen to my rage music, and I still enjoy my rage music. It makes me feel good. What can I say? Let's move the webcam a little bit. Ooh, there we go. Tilting. Cool. Look at all my Pokemon cards in the background. They look nice. All right, other stuff and things. So I wanted to rehash, relook at my 2022 goals. And back on episode 10, which I recorded January 3rd, 2022, that's crazy. Episode 10 was January 3rd, and now we're on episode, what, 34? Yeah, in June. So 24 episodes in six months, that's pretty good. Not bad at all. Um, But I talked about my 2022 goals, and I just thought we would look at them and just kind of uh, reflect on whether or not we're, we're nailing it since we're like halfway through 2022 at this point, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I started out by uh, mentioning this quote. I'm a big Dave Ramsey guy. I love Dave, Dave Ramsey. He said, goals are dreams with work boots on. And I like that. Like it's, it's great to have dreams and have things that you want in life, but goals kind of are like the accountability part of that. And I, I just like that. I like the way that, that he said that. So my work boots consisted of three things as far as the goals that I made for 2022. First of which, create content every day. I feel like I'm nailing that one. Uh, Every single day, I am editing, recording, uploading a video. So at this point, I think I've got four YouTube channels. I've got Ronnie Loves Tech, which is my workplace YouTube channel where I upload little technology demonstrations to. And here lately, I've been doing uh, YouTube Shorts only. And that's been that's been really good. I think the feedback on that's been good because what I do is I record like the desktop version of whatever the tech tip is, 
maybe two to three minutes, get a little bit more in depth of whatever I'm talking about. That goes up uh, onto my subscription only site. And then I do a mobile version that goes up on TikTok and YouTube Shorts that's basically, you know, like free and available to everyone. And it's nice that whenever I put up my newsletter and it says, you know, click here for the web-based version or click here for the mobile version. That way, if they're on their phone, they can watch the mobile version and it's always a minute or less. So they can watch the shorter version if they want. Options are good. People like that. So there's that one. There's Ronnie Loves Tech. There's Builder Buds where I still upload a podcast and usually at least two vlogs every week. So that's like three videos there. Um, And then there's Sold by Ronnie. That channel is, I don't know, I don't know where that channel is going to go. I'm kind of interested to see what happens to it because I think my audience all came over from whatnot and I've got almost, I think almost 300 subscribers there already, uh, which is, which is awesome. That's about as many as I have on BuilderBuds. Uh, I haven't worked on that one for two years. Um, but now that I'm not doing whatnot stuff as much, the videos that I've released, I've noticed that the videos that are not related to whatnot definitely do not do as well. Um, so I don't know. Like I bought a bunch of cards today at Walmart. Uh, they had NFL Prism for like the first time I've ever seen it in the wild. So I bought a ton of it. I opened some of it. That was super fun. Thanks, Kelly, for joining me for those those card openings. But I've still got like six boxes left, I think. And I was thinking about maybe hosting a break on whatnot. I think that that would be a really good way to make money and to be involved still on whatnot. But I don't know. It's it's kind of intimidating because I've never done it before. But again, going back to where uh, my question of the week, how did I learn the most important lesson in life? Putting myself in those uncomfortable positions I should probably try a break and see how it goes and uh, see if it's something that I want to do because now that cards are maybe a little bit more readily available, maybe that's something that I can get into and do regularly. So I've got Sold by Ronnie. It's kind of like, it's at least two videos a week though still, Tuesday and Thursday usually for that one. This past week I started another YouTube channel because why not? I've already got uh, Ronnie Loves Tech, Builder Buds, Sold by Ronnie. I've already got three. Might as well have a four. (laughs) Four. We need one more to make a full handful, right? Sure. So I am Pokerani. I'm thinking about changing that name uh, because, like, if you just read it, it looks like I am Poker Ronnie, kind of. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but I thought uh, doing a channel just about a specific interest is probably probably the way to go if I want to grow it and to make it into something at some point instead of it just being just a bunch of randomness, you know, because, uh, I don't know, I don't know, but yeah, so I uploaded two videos to that this past week, and it always sucks, like, getting a, a channel started and having nobody there, nobody watching it, nobody commenting, um, but if you build it, they will come. If you are passionate, and you show up, and you do the job, and you're doing it for the right reasons, which is... And continues to be and probably will continue to be for me as far as the YouTube journey goes. Doing it to have fun and to catalog uh, your journey into doing something. Uh, not to get rich. Not to make money. All of those things would be awesome. You know, like I'm spending I'm spending a fair amount of money on the Pokemon. It'd be nice to, to be like a Pokerev and to be able to open up $100 worth of cards and to have that video pay for that hobby. Like, that's the dream, right? That would be awesome. Uh, but 
you know, that doesn't happen overnight. So we'll continue doing that, but I think that we're nailing it on that front, creating content every single day. It might not be the content that people necessarily want to consume, but I'm having fun doing it, and I'm nailing that goal. So that's cool. Next goal that I want to talk about was to sell more stuff, double down on eBay. And whenever I wrote that goal down, at that point, I was listing one item per day. I've definitely I've definitely surpassed that. Um, I do go in spurts, though, because it really depends on uh, do I have stuff to list? Do I have stuff that's interesting to list? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't because you go out to a thrift store sometimes and you find treasure. Sometimes you go to a thrift store and you find trash. So the, that's not consistent. But um, I think right now I've got 450 active listings, which is pretty cool. Uh, right now, over the weekend, I've had, I want to say like eight or nine things sell and there's still more of the weekend left. Let's have a look real quick. Selling page on eBay. We've got eight. Buyer has paid. That's not bad. Oops, I forgot the camera's down there. And you can't really see that very good. It's blurred. <laughs> oh, 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 it just it just focused on the camera. Here we go. Yeah, so there's my 90-day total, the number of active listings, 443, 248 sold, eight items that have been paid that I need to ship out tomorrow, one return request. That was frustrating. Freaking idiot dude. <laughs> Let me rant about that for a second. Uh, I bought one of those limited edition Star Wars UCS land speeder prints, limited to 5,000. Um, sold it for $55, free shipping. I was like, great, that's awesome. I think I paid maybe $20 for it in points. Uh, the guy got it. I didn't really hear anything for a couple weeks. And then all of a sudden I got a return request. And the reason that they gave was, made the order in air, it's not what I thought that it was. Like, what a load of horse manure. And uh, eBay, uh, like, you have to accept their returns if the buyer requests a return. So he has to pay for the return shipping, so I guess he really didn't want it. I'm interested to see what kind of condition that thing is in whenever it gets back. I, I put it in a shipping tube and shipped it their way. Um, so it was in good shape whenever I shipped it to him. So, but yeah, returns are part of it. It is what it is. All I can do is complain about it. So I'm doing good on that front. Uh, I've moved everything off of Poshmark, off of Mercari at this point. I still have a little bit on Facebook marketplace, but pretty much just selling on eBay. And I think that that's smart. I've enjoyed that. It's, it's a great platform. That's where all the buyers are. I miss the influx of cash from whatnot, but I don't miss the amount of time that it takes to, uh, to, to find stuff to sell for whatnot, like going on eBay and trying to find a good deal on a Lego minifigure lot, spending all that time, uh, setting it up, doing the actual auction, shipping all the stuff out. Um, it seems like a quick way to move inventory, but then whenever you go and add up all the time that it takes to do all of that stuff, it's, it's, it's intense. It's intense in short amounts of time. Whereas on eBay, you know, like you take pictures you post it, you get eight sales over the weekend, and you can just kind of casually put all that stuff together. If I was doing it full time, uh, I think that I would probably want to invest more time and whatnot and be more proactive about selling stuff that isn't selling. But it's a part-time gig. I love my day job. Uh, I think just listing stuff casually on eBay and making good 
side money, good side hustle money is, is great for me. I'm all about it. Last goal on the list to talk about, be a better father. I think I'm doing a good job of that so far in uh, 2022. At least, uh, you know, like when the hot weather has hit, we have we have gone out, we have done things. We've gone to water parks. We've gone to places that are a little bit uncomfortable. COVID has kind of died down a little bit, so we don't have to worry about that as much. Um, gosh, what did he say yesterday? Uh, Beckett had his birthday party yesterday, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit more. But he blew out his candles, and somebody said, make a wish. And he said something to the effect of, I just want everybody to have a good time. And it was like, whoa. And I looked at my ex-wife and I was like, dang, well, like we are doing something right. Not that he, you know, like wants a million presents or, you know, like is about selfish about stuff. But yeah, he said, I got it on film. So it's going to be in, in the Builder Buds vlog this week. Uh, his exact wording just blew me away. So um, not that I'm nailing it on the father front. But I think I'm raising a good kid. And to an extent, that makes me regret a little bit not having more than one. But also, I can put all of my eggs in the Beckett basket and really concentrate and focus on uh, raising that dude right. Which, I think so far, he seems like he's turned out pretty dang good. But yeah, Beckett's sixth birthday party. Last topic that we want to talk about for this week's episode. Uh, he's not six yet. He turned six on July 2nd. So... Uh, Grandma and Grandpa, my mom and dad, were both going to come down. Mom got sick, so she didn't wind up coming down. Dad came down, and uh, we had Beckett's birthday party yesterday. So um, I'm a summer birthday as well. I, I turned 38 this past week. Woohoo, 38! <laughs> where has the time gone? Um, and uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but I, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I've got a summer birthday, June 22nd. He's got a summer birthday, July 2nd. It's always hot on our birthdays. So uh, his mom, she always does the planning for the parties, thank goodness, because she's good at it, and I'm I'm not very much. And yeah. So she was like, what do you think about doing an indoor party this year at uh, the Parsons Rec Center? And I didn't even know this place existed, uh, but Beckett went to a birthday party there, and apparently he had a lot of fun. He loves bounce houses, and uh, at this rec center, you can rent it out. It costs $125 to rent this place out. For an hour and a half, uh, all the kids got to play for an hour. There were trampolines, there were climbing walls, there was an obstacle course, uh, a couple of other like different kind of like bounce housey kinds of things, and the kids all got to play for an hour. We did uh, cake. She made her world famous homemade cupcakes and uh, presents, and that was it. Hour and a half, bing bang boom, done. Uh, it was it was a really really good birthday. I think that it went really well. If I was a parent attending a birthday party, that was perfect. Yesterday was the hottest day of the year to this point. It got up to a heat index of 108, and it was hot. It was very hot, so it was really clutch that uh, we didn't have an outdoor birthday party this year because the year before we did, and it was fine because it was like on the playground and a splash pad. But the kids were had a, had a blast. We were inside. It was nice and short. didn't take up the whole day. Beckett got some pretty sweet presents. Uh, Kelly hooked him up with some Sonic plush. He got the Supersonic. He got the Knuckles and the Dr. Robotnik uh, plush, and he was super stoked about that. Came home. He ate uh, three more cupcakes after he got home. Messed around with Grandpa some more. 
Uh, went to bed, had a nice night's sleep, got up this morning, him and Grandpa terrorized each other, <laughs> yelling, screaming, tickling, having fun, having the best time. They're the best buds. Love to see it. And uh, then uh, he went home. So yeah, that's pretty much pretty much my week, I think. It was a really good one. So it's good to revisit those goals. Would love to hear what you guys think. How did you guys learn your most important lesson in life for the question of the week this week? Thank you so much for listening. Hope you all have a fantastic one uh, this week on the horizon for me. Nothing too crazy. Presentation at work. And that's it, I guess. Opening up Pokemon cards. I need to go to uh, my uh, booth in Chanute and see how it's doing. Because I haven't gone there in probably like three weeks to restock it. I've got a bunch of cards to put up there. And that's about it. Woohoo! Uh, by this time next week, I guess June will be over and we'll be into July. That's crazy. But anywho, hope you all have a fantastic week. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you in the next one. Take care, everybody. Elder Buds YouTube.